Welcome to the Uncensored Football Fan Podcast, your weekly dose of the English game, discussing the latest news, transfer gossip, and much more. The Uncensored Football Fan is honest, harsh, but fair. Everyone has an opinion. What's yours? Don't just watch our vlogs or listen to our podcast. Let us know your thoughts, your real thoughts. Use the hashtag PropertyNGS. With it being an international break, we want to do things a little bit different. And with that, we looked at the voice notes sent in by you, the listeners. And fortunately enough, we got quite a bit of feedback from you guys. And we're going to play that back to you. This week, we've had a very passionate Arsenal fan send through his voice notes to us. Um, some might call him passionate. I call him passionate anyway. Others will call him mad. But that's for you guys to decide. Um, we'll play back some of his voice notes to you and, you know, we'll discuss them. But if you've got some comments on your mind and you want to let loose, you know the details, you know where to hit me up. Send through your voice notes to me and we'll discuss them. Another week, another donut. And unfortunately, another refereeing donut. But this one, this one takes the mic on all sorts of levels. So <laughs> we'll discuss what this guy's done this, this week. Love him or hate him, or just don't understand him. Everyone's got an opinion on Mazat Ozil. This passionate Arsenal fan tells us his opinion. But do you agree with him? to perform I don't think there's a better midfielder out there in world football at the moment that can do what Ozil can do there's no weakness to Ozil's game when he's ready everyone wants to talk about your Silvers your De Bruyne's your um, all these other midfielders that play for Barcelona and um, Real Madrid your Iscos um, your Chavis your Iniesta's and things like that you know but for me Ozil and I this for years, even when he was at Real Madrid, when that guy is ready, when that guy wants to perform, there's certain games he plays, what he does, other midfielders just can't do what he does, his vision, his touch, his pace, right foot, left foot, the picture that he sees, his football IQ is just on another level, but the reason why he doesn't get talked about as one of the best midfielders in the world because he just doesn't do it consistently enough. But if this guy was to do it consistently, for me, there's hardly ever, there's hardly any midfielder in the world that can touch Ozil when he's ready. Okay, where do we start with this? Come on, man. You have to get those red glasses off. I mean, there's been an Arsenal fan and there's been an Arsenal fan. I mean, you're taking the mick here now. You're calling him the best midfielder in the world on his day. Now, that statement in itself um, doesn't mean much on his day. I mean, I'm the best midfielder on my day in the world. On my day, I'm better than anyone. I can tell you that now, I'm better than anyone. No one can touch me on my day. But, you know, how many times have, How many times in the last 20 years have I had my day? Probably none. So, that, your statement in that sense doesn't hold too much water. And on that itself, you said, if he really wants to. I mean, what's stopping somebody who's in that level to, to be the best player ever in his position from being it, apart from himself. Because every statement you say, you keep saying, if he wants to, if he wants to. It, that shouldn't be the case. And even if it, even if that would take that out, even if it's not the case of him wanting to, there's other players who are just better than him. Simple as that, better than him. And, I, and I'll give you, you mentioned them, David Silva, better than him. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, better than him. There's no, it's it's, it's not a slight on, on on him. These guys are just better than him. One consistency over time, and two, 
even on their best days, he, he's not better than those two. If you put them back to back, next to each other, who's best? Ozil doesn't win. He's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. So I'm not even knocking him to say, nah, he shouldn't be mentioned. But when you put him out there as the best, that's a bit too far. You've gone too far. There. You have to rein it back in there, mate. mate. You've got to definitely rein that back in because while he, he's up there in the top 10, top maybe even five, he's not the best. And, and that's where I take kind of your statement and it kind of, Give it less value because you've gone too far. You should have just kept with the fact that you believe that Oz is one of the best midfielders in the world. That no one can deny. On his day, not on it, not when he's not on his game, but on his game, yeah, he is one of the best midfielders in the world. But he's just not the best. And you say left foot, right foot, he ain't got a right foot. And he doesn't need one. But he just hasn't got a right foot. So I just want to clarify that one. Okay, so then how do you feel about the new Arsenal then? Listen. I get what you're saying here. Yeah, you feel like you've got a plan now and you know things are changing and you're more um, dynamic to the game and more fluid and you're able to roll with what's going on in the game. Um, but to say you, you have got a plan and you didn't have a plan before, I, I kind of disagree. Um, I don't want to give Arsenal some credit. I mean, he had a plan. He had a plan for, for 25 years he was at Arsenal. Only problem is he failed to adapt. So while his plan in his first 10 years worked perfectly, he kept on winning, kept on winning. So much so he won, won a league without losing the game. Now, you can't say he didn't have a plan then. So his problem was he didn't adapt to a changing environment. And that's what you're kind of, I'm guessing, that's what you're kind of looking at now, that you're able to adapt to a game, that Emery's coming in, making changes, seeing things happen, and making changes on the spot rather than just sitting there. And let's face it, um, Arsenal's plan was basically, I've got the best players, you play, continue playing and we're just going to attack more than another team yeah it worked but then when everyone else caught up that's when he had his problems so um yeah Emery has got a plan and let's let's see how um, how it runs I mean you know we're only 12 games in so we've still got a long way to go you know it's actually I say this it's a better place that um you know Arsenal fans are actually happier because then means there's competition and competition can only help this league and the more teams are competitive the better it is for everybody so yeah i, I welcome your your newfound optimism and long may it last you got any more you know people keep talking about you know yeah yeah arsenal have been on this run but who have we played listen i think the premiership is getting harder and harder and harder with more money being pumped into lesser teams now there's really no easy games in football now and that's why the premiership that's why the, the debate keeps on going on as you know that the premiership is the best league in the world i don't think it's the best league in the world in terms of quality i think it's the best league in the world in terms of excitement and in terms of difficulty 
you know, the Premier League is the only league where I know any team can beat any team. Seriously, there's no easy games in the Premiership anymore. All these mid-table teams, on their day, they can beat you, they can hurt you. A Leicester, a West Ham, a Wolves, you know, when they're ready, they can they, they, they can tear you apart if they're ready. Like, even, when, even Everton now, going on a little bit of a run. You know, no, no game is easy in the Premiership now because... Like most teams in the Premiership have decent players that can hurt you now because every Premiership team's got a bit of money. So, you know, when people say oh, Arsenal haven't had um, hard teams to play, no, you can only beat what's in front of you. For me, there's no easy games in the Premiership now. So, you know, I think people don't give Arsenal the credit they deserve with that run. Sorry, bro, but we got to disagree again. You're talking about there being no hard games in the Premiership and it, the, the league is more even. That can't be further from the truth. I mean, all you need to do is look at the top six and see how their they're light years are away from everyone else. And you mentioned Leicester, um, Everton, and I can't remember the other team you mentioned now. Um, but being, oh, sorry, Wolves. Wolves, I'll give you credit for. They're a tough team to play, but again, I mean, Tottenham freeing it up in the first half, or freeing it up um, before 60 minutes against them. Yes, he went to 3-2, but, and, you know, they've got points away from at Man United, and, you know, they've put a good fight, but they're not elite, and you'll drop points against them when you take your eye off the ball. You, you, I mean, I just can't agree with you being saying that, you know, the league's more even. It's not more even. Top six have just are clearly um, better than everybody else. And the reason being because they want to be. The other clubs in the league, take Everton out of it, they're just looking to survive in the league. They just want to stay there. They just want to be in the league year in, year out and pick up that check. They, the owners have no interest in trying to be in the top six or top four, or even the top, maybe not even the top half. They don't care. They want to be in the Premier League to pick up the Premier League money. And that's what it, all it is for them. Um, so when people do criticise Arsenal and their, their run and who they played, you had an easy run in in the sense that you, you didn't play anybody who would give a top six side a tough fight. You did play teams that you lost to last year. So in that sense, you're showing improvement. But in the real sense, and what the Arsenal of old, as you want to say, the, you know, the invincible years, they would have brushed those teams aside easily, week in, week out. So you had an easy run, but in recent years, those clubs caused you problems. So that's why it would be, you're looking at it like, well, they're not easy games. We we played Everton, we played this team, we played that. Yeah, but on the big scheme of things, they shouldn't, they're not in, they're not in the league of an Arsenal in terms of stature. Um, so, but I mean, on top of that, but you did have the hardest start. You played Chelsea and you played Man City in your first two games with a new manager. Now that's a very tough start. And you got zero points from that. You probably deserve zero points from that as well. But, I mean, it balances itself out. I, I think it's... The, the, what, what is beautiful about the league is that it's a league. So there's no... You play every team twice. Yes, you get and get some... You can get some teams in some good form. You get suspensions and you get some luck of a draw and luck of a dice goes your way. You're in, you know, you've got international breaks. So you play in a team that's just come off um, a Champions League game. And, you know, you get some upsets here and there. But all in all, it all balances itself out. And you end up where you deserve to end up. That's what I believe in a, in a league system. You end up where you deserve to. So, you know, 
I don't believe you can get lucky after 38 games or whatever it is. Is it 38 games? 38 games. You, you can't get lucky. So we'll see where Arsenal end up. But, you know, I say keep going. I mean, as I said, you're going to play everyone twice and see what happens after that. I think by the end of the Christmas period, you'll know exactly where Arsenal are and what their their true ambition should be. It's not going to be title. I can write that off now. But it could be top four. Um, you've got to see how they hang in there and how they cope with the game after game after game over the Christmas period with a new manager. He's playing. He's making you do a lot more running than you've ever done before. Can the Ozzels, can the Abamyangs handle that? Do they want to handle that? Do they want to step up to the plate? That's when you're going to see. So, yes, you've had an easy run, but take it. Take it. Okay, so what else do you feel? To this our mentality and the character that we're showing to grind out results and win these games. And this is, this is what we wasn't showing under Arsene Wenger. That's what I like about Arsenal now. Not that we're the finished article. I like how our mentality, our attitude and the team spirit has changed. Because that is big in football. That's what's going to win you get. That's going to win you games sometimes when your when your skill and your organisation and your tactics are failing. You've got the right mentality and the good attitude and team spirit that can get you points when all of those other factors have failed. Okay, okay, you made a sound point there. Um, you've definitely got an attitude change in your in your club, and your players are fighting more and you've proven by you're getting results at the end of games and you know that's when you can tell a team has extra fight because when your energies are down and you're picking up points and picking up victories not even just points away from home and at home in the last minute of the game it shows real desire to want to win and you've definitely got that back but i wouldn't put it down to just um uh it's not sorry let me rephrase that i put it down not just to um your new manager i think it'll be any new manager at this stage here, I go back to my original comment that you probably mentioned all the fact that what you've got a plan and it's working, but everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Remember that saying, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And it's how you react from that. So I do believe you're going to have a blip and what happens when you in that blip will determine how this new manager, Emre, fails or achieves. Because... He's either going to have to deal with some uncomfortable situations and stand up and above it, or he's going to cower under the pressure and end up losing his job because the player power will be too much. So this is why I say that you have to take, um, you have to kind of wait a little bit here. You, you can't jump the gun and think that, yeah, everything's better now. We've got new manager, everything. Because that's what it's feeling like. I mean, I've never had so many Arsenal fans jump out in the window recently and claim that you know you're gonna win a title you're gonna be in the top four this that the other i'm like yeah it's all good until you go through bad times within your new manager because then you know what you're what you're really made of so but i agree with you yes you've got there's a change in character and he's bringing out the character in some of the players and the fight in some of the players who you know we've been there a long time under us and just kind of roll with the punches they're now having to fight for their positions and making them hungry again and that's always a good thing but You've got some games coming up that's going to test you um, mentally and physically, and we'll see what you're made of then. As I said, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face, at which point that's when I want to see what this new Arsenal is made of. Another week, another donut. Now, this referee, I mean, on the face of it, it doesn't seem to have done much wrong, but it's so much disrespect, it's unbelievable. 
So you're a referee, you take charge of a football game, you've got certain responsibilities. You've got to, you know, make sure the game flows, make sure the game kicks off on time, you know, ends on time, and for all intents and purposes, it's an enjoyable game for both parties and anybody watching. So let's get his name out here. David McNamara takes charge of a football game where he's it's an elite football game. It's top of their division. It is a female game, but it's a top female game. It's a, it's a women's super league. It's not a, it's not an amateur game. It's not a Sunday league game. It's a real game. It's a real competition with, at the top level. And you've got England's captain, Steph Houghton, who plays for Man- Manchester City, and Kirsty Pierce, who plays for Reading. Their captains turn up, do the um, handshakes, do what they need to do, and it's time to decide, you know, who's going to take centre circle, who's going to take which ends, and so forth. They probably did their pitches as well. And Mr. David McNamara doesn't have the main ingredients for the game. No, guys, he hasn't forgot his cards. He forgot the coin for a coin toss. Now, you might think that's a, that's a minor thing. It's not that bad. Yeah, it is a minor thing, but you've got to have your equipment. I mean, that's like a football player not turning up with football boots. Like, what are you doing? You're a referee. You have certain requirements for the game, which is to do the toss at the start of the game. Now, he not only does he not have the coin to compound it and make it even worse, he makes the two captains do something that five-year-old kids do in the, sh- in, in the school playground. He makes them play rock, paper, scissors. Yes, you heard it right. Rock, paper, scissors. So what happens, Mr. David McNamara, if they both get the same thing over and over again? For you know, if they go through seven rounds of playing rock, paper, scissors, you're going to keep going. Or what happens if somebody says, wait, best out of three, best out of five, best out of seven? Come on, David McNamara. You, you, why don't you just run and go get a coin from somebody? You're on a football pitch. Go back inside. Go back to the, your, your staff changing rooms or your referee changing rooms and get a coin. Somebody would have a coin on them. Jeez. For that reason, you are a donut and will always be a donut. So, David McNamara, you're a donut. That's funny. Donut. <laughs> That's it for another week of the Uncensored Football Fan. So glad you listened through to all of our commentary this week. And don't forget, if you've got an opinion, let us know. As you've seen in this episode, your voice can be heard and will be heard.